This episode is sponsored by Clinic Concierge. Are you tired of wasting time in a doctor's office for routine care? Then you need Clinic Concierge, providing aesthetic services as well as urgent and primary care services right in your home. Check out their website at clinicconcierge.com or call them at 214-502-5444 and you can find them on Instagram at Clinic Concierge. Clinic Concierge, the healthcare experts that come to you. Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson. And I'm Nellie Shudo. And our guest today is Bianca Davis, CEO of NewFriendsNewLife.org, which is a really incredible, incredible service that they're providing. It is. So as you all know, Nellie and I prefer to keep it kind of light in the Bubble Lounge and we like to have fun and, and we don't typically cover serious topics. But today, there's something that just has really caught our attention and we just wanted to help educate everyone and that's sex trafficking. And Texas happens to be number Number two in the country for sex trafficking incidents. And Dallas is the second largest city for it. So it really hits home. And I already knew all that. But when this happened to the 15-year-old girl at the American Airlines Center doing a Mavs game, it just really hit way too close to home because that's somewhere we all go. We did. And this woman, Bianca, is so inspiring. We really wanted to have somebody on who could give us the warning signs to look for, to help others, to protect our children, and also to hear about her incredible... uh, ways of how they address this issue? Well, they do. They have a three-prong approach, and they really do a great job of receiving people in and just helping them overcome everything that they've gone through and getting them to the next phase and helping get them ready to work in the workforce. And I'm just so impressed with her, and so I wanted to have her on. Yeah, and you guys are going to love her. Again, a very tough topic, but no better person to handle this than Bianca. Bianca, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Thank you. So I met you at the beginning of the school year last year at my NCL meeting, and you are from New Friends, New Life, and I really enjoyed hearing you talk. Can you tell us about the organization? Sure. Um, New Friends, New Life is an anti-sex trafficking agency here in Dallas. We've been in business for nearly 25 years. Next year will be our 25th anniversary, and we work to serve women and girls who've been trafficked and exploited right here in our community. And tell us a little bit about how you do that. So we have a three-phase program. The average age of a woman who comes to New Friends New Life is about 32 years old. When she presents to us, she has maybe multiple children. She has minimal education. She may have a criminal record because of what she was forced to do while she's being trafficked. She has severe trauma in her background. And so we work to restore and empower her on her journey, providing for her immediate needs. Where is she sleeping? What is she eating? How is she caring for herself? Working through a trauma-informed counseling program and then economic empowerment how do we reintroduce this woman back into the community where she can find conventional employment and sustain herself Um, the second part of our programming is our work with teen girls so we serve youth ages 12 to 22 some of these young girls have not been trafficked yet but they're showing those vulnerabilities maybe they have the backgrounds of childhood sexual abuse or they've witnessed or experienced domestic violence some of these things that make her susceptible to being approached by someone who says, I'm going to fix this for you. And then the third 
um, part of our work is what we do with our men and boys. We know that, unfortunately, most um, traffickers are male, most buyers are male. So if we are going to make a difference on this issue, we have to engage our good guys and get them to be a part of the solution. So that's our three-pronged approach, working with our women, teen girls, and changing the narrative, working with men and boys in, in the community. It totally gave me chills when you said that because I, I think that the prong two and three mm-hmm. are very innovative and different. I mean, you're addressing an issue yes. in advance. I mean, you're, you're really prepping people. I really right? like step number two because mm-hmm. you're trying to get in there before anything can happen. Can right. you tell us a little bit more of a person that would, ha- sh- what kind of signs they would be showing that, that they could be going that way? Yes, and so it's so difficult to really identify, you know, who is who, who a potential victim can be. Um, but we do know that there are some um, scenarios that make a young girl more susceptible to being victimized. We also know that traffickers are master manipulators. Mm-hmm. So they are preying on the very basic needs that we all have. If anyone remembers Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that pyramid that starts with the foundation of food, water, clothing, and then safety and shelter, and it builds up to who you become. Well, the trafficker shows up where there are any cracks in the foundation. So if there is a girl who's living in poverty and she meets a guy who shows up like a prince, a knight in shining armor and says, I can help you pay your mom's rent, she is not capable of thinking through all the options uh, around that. She's looking for an answer to a very real problem. So a lot of our teen girls come from those backgrounds. Maybe they're living with a family member, but not a parent. Um, There is poverty. There is domestic violence. There's childhood sexual abuse. She's run away multiple times from school. She's true, you know, or she's truant. We work with those girls to kind of create a different path for her, surround her with her community of support. We help her make sure she's doing her homework and enroll in college and just give her options on a Thursday evening or a Friday afternoon so that if she gets that text message that says, we're doing a photo shoot in Houston, you should come with us, she can know um, to make a different choice. Well, and it makes me think of foster children as well. Mm, Like you think of kids in the foster system who have gone from home to home and at a baseline, I would imagine, I'm Mm -hmm. not an expert, I would imagine the feeling that they have is one of not being wanted. Yes. So if somebody Mm -hmm. wants them, it's a validation, yes. even if it's an ugly one, Yes, and, I'm and glad they don't know how to distinguish. Exactly, and I'm glad you mentioned that because foster care children are in that high-risk category of becoming trafficking victims. Mm-hmm. Well, something that really got my attention and one of the main reasons I wanted you to come in and talk mm-hmm. to us is Dallas ranks number two in sex trafficking, yes. right? Mm-hmm. That shocked me. Yes, really number shocking. two yeah. in the state, and Texas is number two in the nation. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge issue here in our community, and that's for many reasons. It's the sheer size. It's the transient nature of of our community. There are so many headquarters here, and there's so many, so much movement just by people who are coming in for conferences and business events. Because really, where there's a combination of men, money, and girls, that's all you need mm-hmm. for this to be a problem. So every big thing that we host, whether it's a software conference or a sporting event or any type of gathering where there are men with means um, who have access that raises the profile and the access of trafficking victims in, here in town. So we have all these men in town, and we it's basically the perfect storm is what you're describing. Mm-hmm. How exactly do the men get to the girls? So a a myriad of ways. We know that online 
trafficking has skyrocketed, um, especially since the pandemic started. So people are pla- and responding. People are placing and responding to online ads. There are still traditional venues, whether it's strip clubs or other sexually oriented businesses, um, where they are ordering up escorts. So it's just it's a myriad of ways um, that men are finding um, women. When it comes to our young girls, by the way, the average age that a girl is trafficked in our country is between 13 and 15 years old. And so social media is a huge avenue for men to groom unsuspecting young girls until it's time for the meetup. And sometimes women and other girls who are also victims are a part of the actual meetup uh, where she is, where the crime is then committed. But yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I would think, you know, of course, we're talking about people who have disadvantages, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But here we are on the bubble lounge, yeah, where we mm-hmm. live in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine that everybody in every socioeconomic background is vulnerable to this. Uh, 100%. So there is a like a typical profile of who's more likely, but it literally can be anyone. It can be anyone's daughter or niece or granddaughter. And if we are looking for white vans in a parking lot, we are missing it. I think that's the most critical piece. We have this idea of like a, the movie Taken and mm-hmm. if I can just keep my daughter away from the shrubbery on the side of the street or, you know, away from a parked car, she'll be fine. But it's who has access to her. Who is she talking to online? These people are showing up as friends and boyfriends and people that they're trusting. Many of our women and girls get into relationships with their trafficker and they're thinking, that's my boyfriend. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, he is your pimp. You know, you are being sold um, for sex. Like that's what's happening. What are some of the signs? Like if we were in public and we were somebody was being trafficked, what could we look for and possibly intervene? I think the biggest challenge about identifying signs is that they don't they don't operate in a silo. It's almost like it has to be a culmination of several things that you notice. For example, you may think if you see a, a grown man, an adult male with a young girl, you're like, okay, could that be something like it could be but she also could be of age and maybe they are in a normal relationship so there's no like one standalone thing but there are a combination of things if you see two people in public and she looks afraid or she's not making eye contact if she's like literally giving a cry for help without trying to be obvious um, maybe if you are at an airline counter and she does not have her identification she doesn't know where they're going or they're going on a long trip, but she doesn't have any luggage. Um, If you work in the banking industry and she shows up to open a checking account, but she doesn't have any of her information, he is providing everything because a lot of times what traffickers will do is put everything in her name and then ruin her credit. Mm -hmm. Um, So leaving her saddled with all of that. So there's just a combination of things. But I think the easiest way to determine is if something looks out of place, because of the high incidences of trafficking in our community, we have to consider that as an option. It's basically asking the question, can this be one of the things going on in this situation? That way you're not necessarily looking for a particular thing could it could, because it could be brand new, but if something's out of place, we need to consider, is she being trafficked, abused, or harmed? Um, this makes me think of the uh, Jeffrey Epstein case and Jelaine Maxwell. So 
clearly Jelaine Maxwell played a role mm-hmm. in in uh, farming these young girls, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, what, do you find that that there are a lot of women who are they might have been trafficked themselves, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they're the the people who go out looking for other recruits? Yes, that sometimes happens. I mean, whatever it takes Mm -hmm. is how the trafficker is thinking. So especially in more affluent circles, the approach looks different. It may be more of a party atmosphere or going out to a fancy event and you're around all the right people. So there Mm -hmm. is that environment um, that makes it easier for her to put her guard down. Because if you think you're having hanging out with this cool woman who has a great job and she's introducing you to people, you're not thinking that she is recruiting you to be a part of a, of a trafficking ring. So whatever it takes is the approach of the trafficker and sometimes involving women helps um, to pull the guard down, which yeah. is very unfortunate. Yeah, I would think so because mm-hmm. we're just kind of, in our minds, we always think women aren't as threatening as a man. Right. And I, that really shocks me mm-hmm. that you're saying so many women are involved in yes. it. Yes. Well, because you would feel safe. Let, let's mm-hmm. say you're a 17-year-old girl and somebody who's 25 says, hey, I'm going to this party. Why don't you come with me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. We can... You know, we can fly on this trip, and mm-hmm. I have a story to relate. Mm-hmm. I lived in Asia for a long time, and I had all these friends who were studying China, Chinese, and they were saying to me, hey, we're all going to Korea. We're all going to Korea mm-hmm. on a trip, and they pay for everything for you. And all you have to do is carry this bag and not look in it. Oh. <laughs> okay, oh. so basically it was drug, it was drug trafficking, yes. not sex trafficking. Yes. But all these smart women mm-hmm. from great mm-hmm. colleges that were in the same program I was in we're all saying yes to it. And I remember thinking for one second, oh my God, that sounds like so much. I was like, mm-hmm. am I crazy? Yeah. Like I'll end up in a Korean prison. And right. of course somebody did. <laughs> and that's what happened. And It's I like just, a movie. Yes, it right? is. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. a movie. And mm-hmm. everybody was sort of talked into it because mm-hmm. it was like a fun trip. Yes, yeah. yes. And it's interesting you bring that up because the trifecta of trafficking, when you get, especially in the international circles, it's drugs, women, and weapons. So when, where you see one, oftentimes you see the other, drugs, women, and weapons. Mm-hmm. Well, you all do so many wonderful things mm-hmm. with New Friends, New Life. Let's talk about some of your success stories and some of the people you've, you've worked with that came yeah. from a really bad background and were able to turn it around. You know, I, I get the question all the time. People, when they find out what it is I do, and they're like, oh, my gosh, that must be so hard, and it must be all these things. And, yes, the stories are difficult, but our women and our girls are so brave and so accomplished. And at the end of the day, they're so much more like us than different from us. So whatever dreams we have for ourselves at nine years old, our girls had the same dreams for themselves. And so one of the things we celebrate at New Friends New Life when a woman completes our women's program is we have a graduation ceremony. And this rivals any graduation from any university or high school in town. We have the cap and gown. We play pomp and circumstance. She gets to bring her family. And when you think of an issue that is drenched in such shame and all these feelings of guilt and feeling less than, for someone to bring her brother her husband, her granddaughter to say, hey, watch me do this. Mm -hmm. So many of our women haven't graduated from anything before. And so we have story after story of women who have come from any background that you can think of who are 
making successes out of their lives. From our most recent graduation, one woman was about to purchase her first home. So that was really exciting for her. Another lady talked about how she her credit score was now 750. And I'm like, yeah, I'd like to talk to you about how you did that. <laughs> um, so, you know, just celebrating everyday right. wins. Another lady's an assistant manager at a fast food restaurant. Like there's so much more like us than different from us. We also had two recent graduates. One of our girls graduated from Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. And she is now choosing between Harvard and John Hopkins. I'm oh, like, well, you can't out. lose there. Yeah, win, win. And another just story. got her bachelor's degree in nursing from UT um, at Tyler. And so they're achieving extraordinary things. The only thing they needed from us is someone to help clear the path. Mm-hmm. And that is our goal. We help work on her criminal record. We help her to restore her emotional journey. We help her find a job. And then she does the work um, to change her own life. And so it's just amazing. It is hopeful and bright. Our girls are funny and just excited about their lives. So it's a joy to come to work every day. Well, and how great to celebrate people mm-hmm. for their accomplishments. Like that's that's really important. Yes. You're right. We celebrate, you know, all kinds of graduations. Why not that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a tougher graduation. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, so you are affiliated with my uh, NCL group. You're mm-hmm. one of the many charities that we support. Yes. And tell us about some of the volunteer opportunities. Oh, there's so many things that people in the community can do. You can help us restock our uh, pantry. We have a food pantry that a YMSL group from Highland Park, actually the the Young Men's Service League from Highland Park, chose us as their um, charity for the year. And not only did these young boys build the pantry, but they're stocking it all year round. Um, we have a donations closet. You can come and help our women pick out outfits for their next job interview or some important an event that they're going on. I would love to do that. It is so much fun. We have, we call it Fashion Fridays, mm-hmm. where they go in and shop mm-hmm. for their clothing. Um, you can help them with resume resume writing, help do mock interviews. Mm-hmm. That's important. How do you walk them through explaining these gaps in their work history? Um, how do you look someone in the eye? And that's a critical role, especially for our men. So the guys who are in our men's group come in and lead a lot of the mock interviews because that male-female dynamic for someone who's coming out of the trafficking industry is scary. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she may not even be able to look at him or in her mind, she's thinking, what do I have to do? What do I have to give of myself in order to get ahead? And so helping having men help her reshape that idea of this is what this dynamic should look like. You can't be confident and bold and you don't have to give anything Mm -hmm. other than be yourself to get this job and so there's just many ways you can help prepare lunch dinner on any given day we have um, 15 women, 15 girls who are in the office going through their classes. Um, they were looking on the computer for jobs. They are enrolled in their individual counseling sessions. It's just a busy, hopeful environment. And we love for volunteers to bring whatever skills and talents they have, interests they have to help serve our women and girls. Well, you make me, my son and I are in YMSL. It makes me want to do that for sure. We love the summer it. and fall. Yes, yeah. we love, especially seeing the young boys. When If we can mm-hmm. um, share or introduce this issue to a 14-year-old boy, that's where we're really making the difference. The average buyer is a 45-year-old male. 66% of the time he's married, and he has disposable income. And we're like, mm-hmm. wait, those are all our guys. 
but he doesn't wake up at 45 and say, I'm going to purchase a woman today. Yeah. So what are all the steps that were missed along the way? And how can we reshape that so that he can make a different choice? Yeah. yeah. Once again, you're stepping in and trying to prevent it mm-hmm. at, a, at a really good time. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. Um, I had, I just had a thought. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe five years ago, I was at a Telluride Film Festival, and Julia Armand was speaking Mm -hmm. there, Mm -hmm. and uh, I got to interview her. And she has always had sex trafficking as her her charity. Hmm. But I wondered if you've had any sort of celebrity attachments to your group. Yes, so we have. Every year, we hold an annual luncheon, and Dallas is such a luncheon town, which Mm -hmm. is so special. I think this is the perfect community where there's a mix of passion and resources. Mm -hmm. So we care about big issues. And then we also like to throw a great party, party, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so every year we host an annual luncheon. Um, We are gearing up for our fall luncheon. So we're not able to announce just yet, but we can't wait to announce who our speaker is. But in the past, we've had um, everyone from Kevin Costner to Uma Thurman in 2018. We had Jada Pinkett Smith in 2019, before all the things. She's very connected (laughs) to the issue. Um, So sadly, she lost a lot of her friends as a teenager growing up um, in Baltimore to the issue of trafficking. Um, Lupita Nyong'o, who mm-hmm. was in Black Panther and 12 Love Years her. a Slave. Yeah. So we do, that connection is important because it brings the attention to the issue. But we really look for people who are not just celebrities, but they are people who care about the issue um, and who will help promote a resolution for us. Mm-hmm. So we're always excited about um, who our annual luncheon speaker is going to be to help really um, draw that attention and help raise the revenue that we need. Well, those are some pretty big names. Very yes. impressive. Yeah. How do yes. we buy tickets? Where do we go? So uh, it's the website's not open yet, but when we are able to announce, it'll be at newfriendsnewlife.org. You'll see all of the information. We're expecting to have our luncheon in October. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before that, we're having a men's breakfast um, at the end of August. So as soon as we finalize everything, that'll be out and about for the public to participate in. Well, and you, this is a very difficult topic, but you really just uh, make it, I I don't know, very accessible. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. I mean, I'm learning a lot from speaking to you. Well, Bianca, thank you so much. This has been so informative. And like Nellie said, I mean, it's just so accessible and you just really do a good job of putting it out there and easy to understand terms. Sure. I think, uh, yes, it's a big issue in our community, but Dallas and the state of Texas, we're doing something about it at a rate that other communities aren't. So that's something that I hope everyone who's listening can be really proud of, that yes, it's a problem, but we're addressing it, and we are a step ahead, a step ahead of many, and that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Well, Bianca, thank you so much. This has been so nice, so informative. Tell us one more time how we can find you. Sure. The best way is to visit our website, newfriendsnewlife.org. You can find out information about upcoming events. You have access to the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Any educational resources that you need, it's all on our website. And volunteer opportunities. Yes, volunteer opportunities (laughs) as well. And also follow follow us on social media. We are on all the channels. Wonderful. Well, that's been another episode of The Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson. And I'm Nellie Shudo, and you're an inspiration, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.